We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. You can get all your Pack a Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack a Day Podcast. Remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can always check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Mertig. Andrew, how you doing? Yeah, after a week off for the Packers, not the podcast, <laughs> hopefully you tuned in last week, it's great to get back to football. I know, you know, some of us might be in some fantasy football playoffs or mm-hmm. your fantasy football season is finally done and you can embrace <laughs> just like watching football on TV. Um, you know, unfortunately, the only thing about this week is we have to wait till Monday night. But the cool thing is there's football pretty much all day Saturday. There's football all day Sunday. And then on Monday, we get to cap it off with the Packers game. Mm, it's good. It's chaotic, right? Trying to keep track of all those fantasy matchups. And you've got Saturday games to monitor going into Sunday. It's just a little bit wild. But a lot of football, a lot of fun. Um, I mean, Andrew, we're talking about the Green Bay Packers here. And it's a big deal whether or not you believe in this 2022 team. It's up in the air, right? There's a lot of fans who probably don't know what what's possible at the end of the season is up in the air. There's still a minuscule chance that they could sneak into these playoffs. But there's really no margin for error, right? They've got to win. They've got to keep winning. And they've got to get some help. And so it all starts on Monday night, like you said, when they take on these L.A. Rams. So uh, we're here for another round of key matchups and X-Factors to help you get ready for the game. We'll come back around and do our X-Factor predictions, um, as we always do to close out the show. Uh, But let's go ahead and get started, Andrew. What is your first matchup that you're going to be watching when Green Bay takes on the Rams at Monday night football at Lambeau Field? Yeah, if if I said this at the beginning of the season, you would have been like, "Are like what? What has gone horribly wrong?" Um, <laughs> and what has gone horribly wrong is 
the entire LA Rams season, to be quite honest. Uh, as bad as things are for the Packers, the reigning Super Bowl champs uh, are facing uh, even worse problems. And uh, this is going to start with what could be considered the Rams one, two, or three three receiver i'm not really sure but that is two two atwell mm. versus jair alexander uh atwell was a second round pick just a season ago but really uh off to a slow start in his nfl career somewhat due to injury somewhat due to ineffectivity and and so like this is a matchup that should be a laugher but no matter how good you are at cornerback and jair clearly one of the best in the league you can always be susceptible to big plays. In fact, we've seen it from Alexander just this season. Mm. And the Rams' offense is just simply not one that can sustain long drives. So they're going to be relying on big plays to generate offense. So how do they get those big plays? Well, there aren't a lot of playmakers left. Bring in Tutu Atwell. He's someone that can, you know, he, he definitely has electric speed. He's been playing really well in very limited action this season, really since the Cooper Cup injury and now the Allen Robinson injury. He's kind of been forced into action and actually playing really well. And and the Packers may just dedicate a bunch of resources to stop the run since they likely don't respect the Rams passing attack that much. And that could leave the corners on an island against guys like Atwell. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem. But it only takes letting him get over the top once or twice to keep the Rams in this game. Yeah, so somebody's got to get Atwell the ball, okay? And, I mean, this is another position on this team. That Transitions! They... Yeah. <laughs> nice. You like that one? Um, yeah, that was good. Things for the Rams have gone sideways just about everywhere, and that's including the quarterback position. So, right now, I've got Baker Mayfield versus... The world, as we always like to do here on the Friday show. We all saw what Baker Mayfield was able to do on Thursday Night Football. It was a heck of a lot of fun to watch that. And I've never even been a big Baker Mayfield fan. But what he was able to do was truly amazing. Now, that said, that's not sustainable, right? Like, Mayfield is a bottom 10 QB in the league. I don't even think that that's that much of a hot take to find, you know, He's just in that group, and he's dealing with a beat-up Rams team that's struggling to protect the quarterback. They don't have a lot of weapons left, right? We're talking about 2-2 Atwell. Baker is apparently a wizard, though, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We don't know how he's going to play, but this L.A. team was kind of lacking something to play for before. But this Mayfield story might be enough to kind of inspire that underdog story to get this team fired up to play. Who knows? So I'm going to be watching how the Green Bay defense comes out and approaches things. Do they come out and do they play a heavier box to dare Baker to throw because of who Baker should be, right? That's how you should want to play this if he's the old Baker. Do they come and bring some added pressure to make Mayfield uncomfortable? Uh, Do they play soft coverage for reasons that we would not understand? There's so many different ways that they could go with this. But regardless, the Mayfield factor is a really interesting one. It's going to be talked about on the broadcast, right? It's a Monday night football game with two underperforming teams. So they'll have some fun with this storyline because it's one that they've got to milk a little bit. Uh, But how he plays in this game will absolutely be a tipping point and maybe the tipping point for how this whole game goes. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because a lot of times when you're a really bad team like the Rams have been this season, at the end of the year, you might just throw some stuff out there and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not no no NFL team will ever try to tank. Even if the Dolphins ownership tells the head coach to tank, 
right? Brian Flores is saying he's not going to do it. Uh, and no NFL player is going to do that because your career is at stake every mm-hmm. time you go out there. And um, normally it's up to really the general manager in the front office to provide the resources to help teams continue to be bad. Um, but in the Rams case, they don't have the first round pick, right? Um, the the Lions do, which is a totally separate problem for the Green Bay Packers right now. Yeah. Um, but but there's no reason for the Rams not to just throw everything they have out there. Um, they we, we could see some crazy stuff from Sean McVay. Certainly, you know, Mayfield is going to have an extra 10 days of experience with this playbook. And if he looked that good without it, who knows? You know, may, maybe he gets comfortable in the Sean McVay offense and plays better than what we've seen from him the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely going to be interesting. This Rams team is absolutely decimated by injuries, except for Bobby Wagner. And that leads <laughs> me into my next key matchup. And that's Bobby Wagner versus Aaron Jones. And I like got to be totally honest with you, Kyle. I thought Bobby Wagner was cooked last season in Seattle. And I thought, like, the Rams picking him up, okay, like, he's a name. He'll probably play solid because he's behind Aaron Donald. But no, Bobby Wagner is PFF's highest-graded linebacker no in way. the entire NFL. Yes. No way. That's yes, crazy. way. Uh, the, this Rams team, like, they, they were just aiming. This roster construction is, like, a few super, superstars and then a bunch of riffraff. And that certainly hasn't worked because when you get some of those big time players injured, you're left with a bunch of undrafted free agents. <laughs> uh, but Bobby Wagner has not been the problem on this team. Um, the The likelihood is Aaron Donald is out again this week. Mm-hmm. So that does not give Wagner as much protection. But the Packers interior offensive line can't get things working against the Rams front. And they still have some decent talent on the defensive line. Wagner is going to have a chance to really shut down the Packers' run game, and I, I do not think Matt LaFleur wants to get into a game where he's going to have to drop back and pass a bunch, at least not when the Rams know it. So I think this game could be determined on how many times Green Bay can get to like third and manageable, and a lot of that is going to come down to Wagner versus Aaron Jones or, obviously, in some instances, A.J. Dillon. Did you hear, I mean, he said that you don't think Matt LaFleur wants to get into a place where he's got to, like, throw the ball a bunch. Did you hear his joke today when he was talking about how this is the first time that the Packers are going to have all their wide receivers, like their preferred wide receivers. So he made a joke. He's like, you're going to see a lot of zero personnel. You know, you're going to see, you know, five wide receivers out there and we're just going to let it rip. I think is what he said. Of course he, he grins at the end, but um, it's just funny. Cause you know, like his, his preference for running the ball and those kinds of things. But I am going to actually transition to talk about that wide receiver group here And we all know, right, that this is going to be a problem when Jalen Ramsey's on the field. He's one of the best to do it. So the Packers wide receivers versus the Rams depth at cornerback is what I want to talk about because Ramsey's a problem. Troy Hill is also a very good corner for L.A. But the players that the Rams have behind these guys, they're not very good. Uh, Darian Kendrick and David Long have been getting beat early and often this season. I think the Rams were starting to scale back on the snaps that they were giving to Kendrick because he's been so bad lately, but David Long did not practice on Thursday. So they might not have that luxury. I don't exactly know what their pecking order is at the bottom of this cornerback room. So they might not have that luxury to keep Kendrick off the field, but we know the Packers are certainly going to try to get the ball to Christian Watson. They'll move him around and probably try to put him in some ideal matchups to free him up. But Green Bay also gets Romeo Dobbs back. 
this week. Of course, they have Lazard and Cobb that factor in. So the Rams might have answers for a couple of the Packers' weapons, but I just don't know that they can stop them all. And I know this isn't like high-octane offense and everyone is scared, but if Rodgers' thumb is feeling better, and he says that it is, this might be an opportunity to get some things right on offense and in the passing game. Uh, this will be the first time, like we said, that all these guys are available, that they have this preferred group of receivers. So, like I said, Ramsey can only take away one guy. Uh, there's going to be some other opportunities out there. I think it's worth mentioning that Darian Kendrick ran a 4.740 at his pro day. So if the Rams do have to let him on the field or dare to let him on the field, and if Green Bay can somehow get Christian Watson matched up with Kendrick, well, buddy, like that could be a fun one, and we could be just having some explosive way, plays waiting to happen if they were able to get that matchup. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and, you know, depending on what the elements bring, um, that yeah. could potentially change how the field looks. And yeah, for defensive true, backs, true. that might make you half a step slower as well. Um, and, and my... Third key matchup is actually the Rams versus those said elements. Uh, Monday night in Green Bay is forecasted as a high of 19 and a low of 11 degrees with a 32% chance of snow. Uh, good thing is it's not supposed to be too windy, but, um, you know, despite what people say about football and, you know, warm weather teams coming into the cold, mm. there is one thing I've become an expert on recently. People from Southern California are complaining around me nonstop about the quote-unquote cold streak we're <laughs> currently having. Uh, folks, the, it's a low of 49 degrees today. So uh, even for people who are used to cold, you know, when you, when you like, move somewhere warm, it gets really hard to get back into it. So even, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the players on the Rams team that may have grown up in the Midwest or went to college somewhere here, um, just think about, like, that first really cold day in fall and how brutal that feels, right? Yeah. It takes a little bit for your body to get accustomed to that. Well, the Rams are coming into it. So no matter what anybody in the organization wants to say, it's going to be tough. Now, they can absolutely come into Lambeau and win. We've, we've seen that before, right? Like, 
the 49ers, for instance, seem to have the Packers number. They're built in a way that actually makes them a little bit more effective in some of the, those inclement elements. But it does make things more difficult. And, and their defense is going to have a little less wind than the Packers, right? A little harder to breathe. So for the Packers, keep them on the field. They will be a little bit more hesitant to be super physical. So run right at them. Yeah. You got A.J. Dillon on your team yep, for a reason, yep. right? And they may be a little quicker to quit. So get up early. Don't take your foot off the brake. And the Rams might be starting to think about how quickly they can get back to the heater on the bench, get back into the plane, get back to L.A. Yeah, it sounds like a good recipe to me. Let's get that shot to Christian Watson early and then just pound A.J. Dillon for the rest of the game. I like it. Sounds like a good way to end a Monday night football game. Um, Preston Smith versus Ty and Secchi is my last matchup here. And the Rams knew that they were going to be facing a challenge and replacing Andrew Whitworth when he retired. But it's kind of been a roller coaster experience at left tackle since he left. The right side's been okay. Uh, Rob Havenstein has been holding up pretty well at the right tackle spot. But left tackle's been another story. They started with the season with Joe Noteboom over there. And there was some optimism that he could be the guy. But he got hurt in October, went on IR. And then they started Alaric Jackson there for a while. And now, I think as of last week, they moved on to Ty Inseki, and Ty is a vet who's 37 years old. He's been with eight NFL teams over the course of his career, but he's now the left tackle for these Rams. And PFF actually has a decent overall grade on him, but he gave up two pressures and a sack last week to the Raiders. So I'm going to be watching this matchup with Preston Smith to see if Preston can go ahead and take advantage of what is a revolving door at left tackle and get some pressure on Mayfield. Yeah, and now we're going to transition over to who we think our X factor is going to be for this game. And I just want to like lift the curtain a little bit behind the scenes of the Friday Packaday podcast. And like we work off of a script like many other people would, and so we can like insert who who you who Kyle is going to pick as his X factor just so we don't pick the same person, right? Like that's that's the big deal here. Uh, but sometimes we make notes about transitions, like if we have something good to say or something clever. And I just want to say, in every script we've had since the Buffalo game, it has said, let's talk about our X-Factors going into this table-breaking matchup. And every week I update the teams and try so hard not it. to say that. <laughs> I forget to change it every single week. It's a tradition so, now. It has to stay. We, we, can't, we can't change it. We do have a table-breaking matchup table this breaking week. Matchup. Yeah. That's our new segment. So. The table-breaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that's the peek behind the Pick curtain. Pick your table-breaker. Yeah, my table-breaker this week is Romeo Dobbs. And last month, you know, nothing has been said but positive things about Christian Watson. Just all the praise has been going his way, rightfully so. He's been amazing. Prior to the legend of Watson, though, we were pretty excited about Dobbs and what he had shown. Um, he had been incredible, just making lots of plays. He had the incredible catch in the end zone against the Bills. And so Watson isn't the only Packers rookie wide receiver who stacked some success. And it sounds like Dobbs is going to be back. It sounds like he was really close to being physically ready last week. So I don't really expect him to be held back now that he is going to be available to play. Sometimes you have that little bit of a lag getting up to speed, but it kind of sounds like he should be good to go. And as I mentioned, I think that there's going to be a chance for the Packers kind of third and fourth wide receiver options to make some plays in this game and again, 
against the secondary. So if L.A. is busy keeping eyes on Watson and maybe Lazard, it might just mean that someone like Dobbs gets a couple extra opportunities, and it could be fun to see him out on the field making some plays on Monday night. Yeah, I, I really like the opportunity for Dobbs to kind of a breakout game as attention has really focused on, um, you know, Watson and a little bit less so uh, Lazard maintaining that as well. I'm going to go a little deeper into the roster and I'm going to say Justin Hollins. And he's been pretty impressive since joining the Packers, uh, you know, a little less than a month ago. He's been solid against the run and even provided a little pass rush, which pass rush, which I think is is just like a huge benefit based on what I have seen uh, out of Hollins up to this point. I love him as an X factor for a few reasons. I think he's going to get snaps because Packers are pretty thin at edge at this point in the season. He's going to get some pass rush reps against a really bad offensive line. And most importantly, he's getting to play the team that just cut him. There's got to be an immense amount of motivation to just show up show his former organization how big of a mistake they made. And I, I am predicting that Hollins gets a big run stop and a sack in this game. And if you see him get the ball away from Baker Mayfield, we are going to see one of the biggest defensive celebrations <laughs> that we have seen this entire season. That would certainly be a ton of fun. And good call. I like that you went deep into the roster there. Justin Hollins has been a really pleasant surprise since joining the Packers. But, um, yeah, just a, just a couple more table-breaking uh, X-Factors for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed those. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about the path to victory here. Obviously, this is a big game. The Packers have to win, right? They just have to win from here on out. That is the objective. Um, there's a couple different ways it can happen, but let's talk about how we see this one happening on Monday night. Yeah, usually when the Packers are favorites, the path to victory gets a lot more simple. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the case this week um, as it should be. I really think if the Packers are good on third down conversions, because likely they are going to commit to the run, the weather is going to be part of that. I think um, just like the way that they have to win, um, if they can get into those third manageables, like I, I talked about before, and if they can convert those, if Rodgers can be consistent with his throwing, if the receivers can consistently get open and actually hang on to the ball, um, I think the Packers can put together some decently long drives. And, and I think on defense, it's just simply don't give up big plays. I talked about Tutu Atwell earlier. Um, the Rams don't have a ton of playmakers. You know, Cam Akers could get lost in this defense. Maybe we see a wild card like a Kyron Williams, the rookie from Notre Dame, uh, kind of coming on who we sort of expected a lot out of uh, a few weeks ago. And then, like, the Rams just never gave him a chance. But we know the Packers' run defense has been vulnerable most of the season. And I think those can be problematic. I think, you know, there's always sneaking a wide receiver or a tight end out um, and and exposing them that way. So if the Packers don't give up big plays, if they have a good third down conversion percentage, I totally expect them to win this one walking away. Yeah, it's kind of been a while since we've kind of had that, I don't know, like, confidence to say like this is a game that the Packers should win but just the state of the Rams is in a rough place this is a team for the I don't want to say that the Packers are getting hot but it seems like they're starting to find some areas of this roster where things are working Um, and so I'm with you that that should be the case I'm going to talk about what I think needs to be they need to win the turnover differential and the Packers are minus two in turnover differential on the season. So they're kind of middle of the pack, drifting towards the back of the league there. Obviously, we've seen the offense give up more turnovers than we're used to, especially coming from the quarterback position. So that's a factor. But if the defense can get some turnovers, 
that's going to be huge in this game. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, there's an opportunity for that. Um, there's, I think, a chance that this game, you talked about the fact that they could get out early and then they could run away with it through the running game. But if they're able to get a couple turnovers, that really is going to put this one to bed early, I think. And just the opportunity to give the offense some short fields. Obviously, the offense has had a hard time getting some things going. Um, but if they can get some opportunities to go down and put up even a couple field goals um, on a couple turnovers, I think that that'll help sway this game and just put it out of reach for a Rams team that's really struggling right now. Absolutely. And so we hope that that is going to get you prepared and excited for the Packers matchup on Monday and a weekend full of NFL football, which I know I am really, really excited about. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and rate the Packer Day Podcast if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. Next week, we'll be back talking key matchups and X factors for the Packers Week 16 Christmas Day matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a Robinhood ira on top then they'll boost it by three percent you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get three percent on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit Robinhood gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any ira on the market sign up for Robinhood gold at robinhood.com boost by april 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep ira for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood financial llc member sipc